Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the book of Romans with part one of this message entitled, Jesus and Slavery. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 3. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Heavenly Father, we pray that you grant us spiritual ears and spiritual eyes, that we may hear, that we may see, that we may understand, that we may believe, and that we may turn and be saved. Salvation is of the Lord, and this salvation is revealed to us in the Word, and without understanding it, we cannot be saved. Lord, we pray that you this morning break the chains that bind people. Set your people free. Redeem your people. You are our Redeemer. There is no other Redeemer. Therefore, O God, have mercy upon us. So, O God, open our eyes that we may see wondrous things out of your law. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to tell you again and again and again here in this church we preach the word of God, not the word of man. And we preach the whole scripture. We believe in sola scriptura and sola tota scriptura. We believe in scripture alone and we believe in the whole scripture alone. And we are the church in this region that proclaims God's whole counsel. We do not entertain you, we declare the word of God. There are many churches in the region, they will entertain you. But we proclaim God's way of salvation. And if you are seeking a church, a church home, and if you love God's word, And if you submit to that word, then this is the church. And join the church. You'll be certainly be built up in the most holy faith. This morning I want to speak to you from the stated scripture passage concerning redemption. Salvation can be described in three theological terms. Justification, redemption, and propitiation. Three sides of the triangle of salvation. So chapter 3 verse 24 of Romans says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. 
So let us look at the vocabulary of redemption. I told you you have to exercise your mind. This is not rock music. It can swing and all that. You know. It's not what it is. Exercise mind. So when you study the vocabulary of redemption, redeem, redeemer, ransom, and you find that it is constructed on a Greek verbal stem, lou. Lou means to loose, to set free, to liberate, to deliver. From bondage to freedom, lou. So also we have apoluo, means set me free. Simeon used it in Luke 2.29, now dismiss me, since I have seen the salvation of the Lord. Let me go. The word lutroo means to set at liberty upon payment of a ransom. The word lutron means ransom, the payment you make to set somebody free. The word lutrosis means redemption. It is used in Luke chapter 1, verse 68, and so on. And then there is the word apolutrosis, a word that appears in chapter 3, verse 24. It means to set the slave free upon payment of ransom, away from his former wretched condition and situation to a new situation, to a new honor, to new freedom. Lutrotes means deliverer, redeemer, used in Acts 7.35 in reference to Moses. There are other words like agorazo, Agora, Greek agora is the marketplace. Agorazo is to buy someone, something from the marketplace. To buy for oneself from the agora, the marketplace. And you read that in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. And there is this exagorazo means to buy out of the marketplace, never to return to the former condition again. It's used in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13, and so on. I can read this text, but you can go home and read it. One can set free by payment of a ransom. One can set free slaves, Prisoners of war, prisoners condemned to death. So someone comes, sets them free, having paid a ransom. That's what redemption is all about. So what is redemption? Redemption is deliverance from bondage. Release from the bondage of an alien power. Redemption is deliverance from bondage by payment of a ransom. A payment is made by another in my behalf. For my liberty. Because I cannot secure my liberty. 
those captives condemned to die they surely die unless they are redeemed by another by paying a ransom the scripture says we are redeemed by Jesus Christ from an alien power of Satan from captivity to sin from the curse of the law from guilt and power of sin from death eternal and we are redeemed to belong to the Redeemer and never again return to the former honor and former situation of misery. And then we are told that this redemption is not temporal but eternal. Professor Everett F. Harrison of Fuller Seminary speaks about the excellency and the beauty of this word redeem and redemption. He says no word in the Christian vocabulary deserves to be held more precious than redeemer. For even more than Savior, it reminds the child of God that his salvation has been purchased at a great and personal cost. For the Lord has given himself for our sins in order to deliver us from them. The late Professor B.B. Warfield of Princeton, professor of polemic theology. And he says, Redeemer is the name specifically of the Christ of the cross. Whenever we pronounce it, the cross is placarded before our eyes and our hearts. And so our hearts are filled with Loving remembrance, not only that Christ has given us salvation, but that he paid a mighty price for it. Remember what Jesus said. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And to give his life a ransom for many. Second, our inability to redeem ourselves. Turn with me to Psalm 49. And verse 7 through 11. No man can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for him. The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough. That he should live on forever and not see decay. Turn to Psalm 130. 
Verse 3, if you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? And verse 8, he himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. We cannot. Look at St. John chapter 8. Listen to what Jesus Christ is saying. I'll read from verse 31, chapter 8 of John, to the Jews who had believed him. Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you will really, my disciples, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants, have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. Have you ever recognized how come you are sinning and you keep on sinning? The reason is you are a slave. You are not redeemed. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Or turn to Romans chapter 3. And verse 9. What shall we conclude then? Are we any better? Not at all. We have already made the charge that Jews and Gentiles alike are under sin. Under the authority and under the thumb of master sin. That you cannot get out. So Paul says, chapter 3 and verse 23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Chapter 6 of Romans, verse 14. For sin shall not be your master. That means sin is the master of everyone not redeemed by Jesus Christ. Chapter 6 and verse 17. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves of sin. Slaves, sir. Chapter 6 verse 23. The wages of sin is death. Ezekiel says in Ezekiel 18. The soul that sinneth, it must die. Chapter 7 of Romans and verse 14. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual and not is sold as a slave to sin. You cannot get out of it. What we call total depravity. So number three, we need a redeemer to set us free. By payment of a ransom. In the Old Testament, certain people had the right of redemption. A close relative had the right to avenge the murder of the family member. And the Muslim people use that even today. Second, this 
close relative had the right to purchase back to the family a property that was sold to pay a debt. He had the right to redeem a family member who sold himself as a slave by paying a ransom. To redeem a family member who is under the sentence of death where such redemption is possible. Read Exodus 21. There is a situation about an ox that was in the habit of goring. But the owner did not take care of it. And the ox gored somebody and killed somebody. The ox must be killed and the owner must be killed unless in this case if someone wants to redeem him by paying whatever price is asked. To marry a widow of a brother so that the name of the dead brother will continue through the first son from this marriage. Such a person is called a goel. A kinsman redeemer. And you read the book of Ruth. It's a beautiful love story that dramatizes the gracious redemption of the kinsman redeemer. Boaz. In buying up the property of his relative Elimelech. And marrying Ruth. Through whom came Jesus Christ, the great redeemer. Friends, we need a very, very close relative. We need a goel. We need a kinsman redeemer. A very close relative, able to redeem us. Miserable sinners, slaves to sin and Satan and death. He has the ability to pay the ransom. But we also need a redeemer who is willing to do so. The redeemer doesn't have to do anything unless he is willing. Let's praise God that we have such a redeemer. A very close relative. Now you understand the importance of incarnation. Why did the Son of God become man? Hebrews 2 verse 10. In bringing many sons to glory. That is from shame to glory. It was fitting that God for whom and through whom everything exists. Should make the author of their salvation perfect through suffering. And verse 14, since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death. That is the devil and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. Sir, I have a close relative. Not a stranger, a close relative in Jesus Christ. And he is able to pay the ransom to secure our freedom because he is God man. He is the sinless one. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. 
or go home and read chapter 2 of Philippians beginning with verse 6 God became incarnate became a servant and he died even the shameful death of the cross number three is he willing <laughs> well that's very important turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 8 and there came a leper Matthew 8 when he came down from the mountainside large crowds followed him a man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said Lord if you are willing you can make me clean what did Jesus say Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man I am willing be clean be clean and I said the Old Testament spoke of such a redeemer and I told you already Psalm 130 and verse 8 Job said in 1925 I know that my redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand upon the earth and John tells us the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory Well, turn with me to the book of Isaiah and that speaks about this great Redeemer's coming. Isaiah 44, verse 23. Sing for joy, O heavens, for the Lord has done this. Shout aloud, O earth beneath. Burst into song, you mountains, you forests and all your trees. What's the reason for this great rejoicing, great shower, great celebration? For the Lord has redeemed Jacob. He displays his glory in Israel. Isaiah 48 and verse 20. Leave Babylon free from Babylonians. Announce this with shouts of joy and proclaim it. Send it out to the ends of the earth. Gospel proclamation. What is it? Say the Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob. Burst out in song. Proclaim throughout the earth. The Lord has redeemed. Chapter 49 and verse 7. This is what the Lord says, the Redeemer and Holy One of Israel. He is our Redeemer. Chapter 52 and verse 9. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem, miserable people, captives of foreign powers, sinners, Burst into songs of joy together. Why? For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. Number four. Who is this redeemer? That is promised in the Old Testament. He is none other than Jesus. 
Jesus Christ is our Goel, our kinsman redeemer. We are told that his name is Jesus for he will save his people from all their sins. And you can read of it. Luke 1 verse 68. Luke 2 verse 38. In Luke 1 68. Zechariah is saying. About this redemption. Through this redeemer. The woman Anna. Is speaking about this redemption. Through this redeemer. Jesus Christ. And Jesus himself said. I have come not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give my life a ransom for many. St. Paul says, being justified by, freely by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. And turn with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter 1. Chapter 1 and verse 7. In him, that is in Jesus Christ, in him we have redemption through his blood. And Colossians chapter 1 verse 14. And let me read from verse 13. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This Redeemer is Jesus, God's Son. And in chapter 7, verse 22 of the book of Hebrews, he is called Enguos. What does that mean? It means our sponsor. Jesus Christ is our sponsor. One responsible for all our legal obligations. He is our guarantor. He guarantees our total and final salvation because of his person and his permanent priesthood. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And St. Paul says, being justified freely by his grace through through redemption which is in Christ Jesus redemption is embodied in Jesus Christ there is no salvation redemption justification outside of the person of Jesus Christ we told you last Sunday that 57% of Bible believing people believe that there is salvation in many other religions it is a lie there is no salvation in any other. Redemption is in Jesus Christ alone. He is the Redeemer and He is the Ransom. Number five, Ransom, Lutron. The price, the cost of our redemption. Friends, creation, all creation was achieved by a fiat, by a decree, by a command. Not so redemption. It was achieved by the incarnation. And the death of God's son. A great price was paid for our redemption. 
that great price shows friends how much God the Father loves us and how much God the Son loves us so let me read some scriptures I told you we preach the Bible Acts chapter 20 and verse 28 Keep watch over yourselves and the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God which he bought with his own blood. Do your pastoring carefully. My mother told me these words when I was pretty young. He said, keep watch first over yourselves then God's people because they were redeemed by the blood of God turn to the book of John let me read to you how serious this price is how much God loves us John 10 verse 11 I am the good shepherd the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep and you read the same in verse 15, verse 17, verse 18, four times. In the short passage, he says this, that I lay down my life for you. First Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19, for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life sinful way of life empty fruitless useless handed down to you from your mother and father and everybody else from adam on but with the precious blood of christ a lamp without blemish or defect and you see the same idea also in 1st Corinthians chapter 6 and we read 1st Corinthians 6 19 and 20 do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit in other words you are not your own you belong to the Holy Ghost who dwells in you as the owner of your body who is in you whom you have received from God you are not your own you were bought at a price. And what is the price? The blood of Jesus Christ. Therefore honor God with your body. God your new master. Chapter 7 verse 23. You were bought at a price. And do not become slaves of men. And in Hebrews chapter 9. We read without the shedding of blood. There is no forgiveness of sins. Not the blood of bulls and goats can forgive our sins. It's the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, the high price paid for your deliverance. No wonder we are told, burst into song, celebrate, rejoice, sing. We must ask the question, did Jesus Christ pay his life to ransom every sinner? And the answer is no. Jesus did not die to redeem every sinner, but only to redeem his elected sinners whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Now let me read it to you. 
from chapter Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 and 4 look at it praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ for he chose us is everybody is chosen then choosing has no meaning for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight turn to john 17 and there are so many scriptures we can speak about john 17 and verse 9 in the high priestly prayer this is what jesus says I pray for them that is his disciples I am not praying for the world there is a distinction the church is an inner circle outer circle is the world I pray for them I am not praying for the world but for those you have given me for they are yours we are fathers donation to the son that he may redeem us at the high price of his own death or turn to john chapter 10 beginning with verse 26 but you do not believe me because you are not my sheep my sheep listen to my voice i know them and they follow me very very clear isn't it I give them eternal life and they shall never perish no one can snatch them out of my hand listen to professor J.I. Packer the death of Christ actually put away the sins of all God's elect and ensured that they would be brought to faith through regeneration and kept in faith for glory There are three views regarding this issue for how many people Christ died. First is called actual universalism which says everyone without exception will be saved for Christ died for everyone without exception. they would say the death of christ has unlimited efficacy and unlimited extent second is hypothetical universalism which says christ's death has unlimited extent but limited efficacy number 3 is what i believe particular redemption or definite redemption which says christ death has unlimited efficacy but limited extent limited to the salvation of god's elect and i say jesus christ died for everyone who will repent and believe in him how much god loves you to pay such a high price he did not redeem us by creation he couldn't he redeemed us by his son's incarnation and by his death on the cross 
We are redeemed, sir. Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through His infinite mercy, His child, and forever I am. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through His infinite mercy, His child, and forever I am. Redeemed and so happy in Jesus. No language my rapture can tell. I know that the light of his presence with me. Death continue. Continually dwell. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through his infinite mercy. His child and forever I am. I think of my blessed Redeemer. I think of him all the day long. I sing for I cannot be silent. His love is the theme of my soul. Friends, I have a sponsor. I have a Redeemer. I have a kinsman and redeemer. And he paid high price for my redemption. To me, life is thanksgiving to this great redeemer. Heavenly Father, we pray that you set your people free. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, a part one of the message entitled, Jesus and Slavery. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.